Okay, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Half the time I don't even actually read my notes. But I have it like. But the process of writing the notes is why you remember what you're doing. It's in chronological order. That's cool. Yeah. That you, listen, I there's a couple couple different websites I looked at, but biography.com. Oh yeah, that's fire, a good one. Fire. I don't know if that's something you have to credit or something. Where did I put my notebook? Oh. <laughs> and I also write really tiny, so yeah, I can like tell. That looks better. They don't have to see us, bro. They just have to hear us. I know what I have to see. Oh, yeah, huh? Forgot about that. Are you sure you have to see no? Alright. Okay. Is that the same microphone we've been using? Yeah, why? I just never knew what it looked like. <laughs> We're always in the dark. That's fair. Yeah. Well, you're getting married, bro. I'm gonna look good. That's all I. That's I'm gonna look good. <laughs> I'll look extra bad. So you look extra good. <laughs> no, it's fine. Right. Um, not gonna lie, I'm get, like it's getting close enough that I'm starting to get random Amazon packages from my. Oh, your registry. From my registry, it's fun. Nice. Just randomly got one of those like the the bullet blenders. Oh, nice. Ran like just showed up on my doorstep the other day, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Right. Guess I'm gonna have a smoothie for smoothie breakfast. Smoothie time. Sounds good. Smoothie time. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Smoothie. I got tons of those, and she's used it a total of like four times. I love it. I, I spent used like good twice. money on it. I've already used mine twice, even though I probably shouldn't have even opened it yet. Oh, that's fine. Um, well, I'm opening yeah. all the Amazon boxes because I don't know which ones are for the registry and which yeah, ones are for the Does it not say like who it's from? It's on the box, it, on the box, it just says my address and my name. Hmm. Is there like card or anything inside? Inside the card, and in, inside I'll I'll get like a thank you note or like a this is who it's from note with like a send a cute little message. You wanna make smoothies? You wanna make smoothies while you guys are recording? Do you want to make smoothies while we're recording? You want me to make smoothies while y'all are recording? Y'all are going to be in the background? All the way in the kitchen? No. Do we have stuff for smoothies? I don't Do know. Do we have apple juice or white grape juice? No, but there's a store about like seven the... clicks down the road. Seven clicks my ass. I'm going to seven click your ass. And this is a true crime podcast, not a porn show. Thank mm-hmm. you, though. <laughs> Same difference. So yeah. Ugh. Alright. But yeah, so I got all the way from I mean basically like where he was born, where he was born. Hey Holly, what is this? What are we doing? What is this? It's casual casualties. When we talk about casualties. Casually. I'm Ray. And I'm Holly. And we're a little tired today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I I do grossly apologize. It's been like what, two, three weeks since we've posted an episode? Yeah. It's been busy. It's, I am now officially 10 days away from getting married, and I am um, exhausted and fucking stressed, and I'm sorry. I'm, like, breaking out. Like, it's bad. <laughs> so people always are, like, you so much, like, cover up on the wedding day. I have a bunch of people who are last minute um, bailing. I, I just had uh, three different people last minute say they're not going to make it, even though they told me almost a year ago that they were going. I have random people who told me months ago that they're definitely not going to show up telling me, oh, I'll be there. <laughs> so, 
well, you know, at least they're, they're switching him out. Yeah, you know, so sure. That, that works out. Works out. Yeah. Focus seating chart. No, no, I did not waste my time making a seating chart. Y'all so mother, the you there, there's a chair you haven't asked. Find it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just sit. Just go somewhere. Sit and make sure you're not directly next to me because I need my elbow room, please. <laughs> you're not gonna like a separate section for you and Kyle. So Kyle and I have our own table, and there's nobody else gonna be sitting at our table with us. Pull up a chair. <laughs> no, I will too. <laughs> I know you would. So, I'll wait a little while till after the drinking starts. So, um. The goal is for us to really only be sitting there while we're eating. It's going to be like a whirlwind, and I'm not ready for it. <laughs> also, um, I was really excited because we get to share a seat. Like, oh, it's there's like, like a, a there's like a little bench love seat, and I haven't like seen it in a while, and I'm suddenly very stressed. Like this second, I just now this second had the thought of like. I have a fucking poofy dress. Will I be able to fit in that table with it? Are you not going to change for the reception? No. Oh, no. Fuck that shit. I spent too much money on that dress to wear it for anything less than the entire night. <laughs> I, like, that boy better be scooping the tool into the into the passenger seat of our car for us to leave that night to help me, and I'm just going to poof my way home. I don't care. Poof it. Poof it. Poof it. You go to a quick trip, too. Stop at Quick yep. Chip on my way home and be like, "What's that, motherfucker?" Yeah, like, <laughs> just buy some munchies, get a soda, you know. Be like, do I have to pay for this? Like, I just got married and just like walk out the door and then quit. Jesus. Oh, sorry, that didn't turn. <laughs> you definitely have to edit that out because I definitely said said the culprit. Yeah, did. It's okay. You did. It's okay. As long as as long as we keep it separated enough that when we're talking shit, we can't get sued. I don't care. Okay. Well, we couldn't get sued. It's just more so the people of us knowing where we work. I mean, how many thousands of employees does that cult have? Like even 20. if you na- even if you narrow it down to our division, like yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. Even if you narrow it down to my position, like, congrats, my dude. There's like there's still too of many you. of us. There's two thousand of you. Not to mention like, like a hundred of me. Oh, you found my base store? Cool. Good, Good luck, luck finding me there. Right. Like. Okay. How were interviews yesterday? We can talk about this later. We can talk about this later. Uh, why don't you tell me about some... What are we talking about today? I'm so, so excited. So this is actually, I believe, to be the first ever Casual Casualties two-part series. Mm-hmm. Have you done we a attempted a two-part series with um, Becca talking about The Conjuring House, but unfortunately that abruptly kind of got postponed when Becca had to step back out of our... Um, podcast. So gotcha. we intended to have a three-part series for The Conjuring. We only got one episode. Oh. Okay. Yes. Well, so this is going to be our first completed... Completed two-part series. Two-part series. Let's Potentially three. We'll see how crazy it gets. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll be talking about the ranch Rajneesh commune. It was... Hi, Lennon. Hi, Lennon. Um, Lennon's here to destroy everything. Yeah, we're uh, yet again another change of venue. We're at Auntie Holly's house today. I had to drive an hour and a fucking half to get here. It wasn't an hour and a half. It wasn't no, I don't. He's such a DTD. Anyways. <laughs> um, He's such a what? A DTD. How many times have you said that about me? All the time. Bitch. You'll know you're a DTD, okay? Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> but why else do you love me? To the D part. Um, yeah, I just made it weird, guys, and I didn't realize it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> 
I'm 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 engaged, boo. <laughs> hate to break it to you. I hate to be the one to tell you that. Um. Okay, I propose first. You did. Um. But that is a story for another day. I propose first. All right. So we'll be talking about the ranch Rajneesh commune. Whole, whole different um kind of thing. I didn't even know about it. This thing kind of happened in Oregon. What is like it? it kind what of, is it? What is it? Though? The Rajneesh Forum. It's a. It's a cult. It's a cult. It is a cult, I guess. Well, it was a community. Right? No, it's a cult. It's a. It was a commune. It was a. It was an area where okay, they gathered. Okay, so tell me, what was Jonestown then? What? What was Jonestown then? It's a fucking cult. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the girls who work at a cult are talking about a fucking cult today. I'm so excited. Definitely cult. Oh my god. Okay. Anyways. All right. Um. So the leader of this group. Um. Guys, I really tried on the pronunciation with these things. I'm not going to lie. Um, I googled it. I listened to it numerous amounts of times. So I do apologize. But his name was Bawagan Shri Ranish. Um, I believe is how it's it's all pronounced. He was the, the leader of this group. Um, he created it actually back in India, which we'll get to all that later as to why he brought it to the United States. And of course, he named it after himself. The Rajneesh Puram was the name of their uh community that's what they called it they built it you know from the ground up and everything he uh was quite quite a guy had quite a life before he even really made it to oregon he was born in 1931 in kushwada india it was said that he was a, a rebellious child always trying to get into trouble not wanting to listen was with his parents for his first few years and then his grandparents ended up taking over and then, of course, he went back to his parents, so, you know, that's a, that's a lot of change going on. Ooh, nothing um, quite like a bunch of custody changes. Right, exactly. Sure. Parents to grandparents, back to the parents again. No Been there, done that. Kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Went from both parents to my dad to my mom and then back to my dad. Yeah. And that, like, only... crossed state lines, too. Yeah. But I can only imagine. I mean, that's just, you know already not feeling wanted, and then keep moving back and forth around. Like yeah. I said, I mean, really anyone Well, and is rebellious. he an only child? Um, yeah, he was an only child. I feel like that also makes it worse, because, like, every switch, you're by yourself now. Yeah. Like, at least, like, for, like, like when I was little, I had my siblings, so I still had, like, a built-in, like, someone to play with every day. Yeah. So. Something familiar. Yeah. yeah. So, let's see. In 1950, he, uh, went off to college. Went to multiple of colleges, actually, because in uh, 1951, he was forced to switch colleges. Got into a little bit of a argument with one of his professors, and it did not end very well. What happened? It was more so just he was disruptive behavior, oh. always fighting back against it. Um, one of those annoying kids that, like, at the end of the lecture and the guy's like, is there any questions that motherfucker out doesn't raise his hand, he has to fucking stand always up. Always something to say. Uh-huh. He has to stand up and demand everyone's attention so that he can try and prove to the class that he's smarter than the professor and tries to prove everything the professor just said wrong. And now everyone's sitting there for an extra 20 fucking minutes pissed the fuck off because this could have ended early, but mm-hmm. no, this motherfucker had to pretend like he was smart. It's like quarterly meetings, except you're the one that does that. No, I'm not. No, I'm not! No, I'm the one who waits for somebody else, anybody else, to answer the goddamn question. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know the answer. And then when nobody answers the questions, then I go, whatever the answer is. Yeah. I'm not the reason we stay late. I don't have questions. I have answers. (laughs) You have words. 
All right. Anyways, going back. Um, I'm sitting here pointing at me. I'm not one of those motherfuckers. God damn you. But yeah, so went to another college, and I believe in, and I could never really find where it said, but I believe he was majoring in philosophy. That does end up being what he gets a master's degree in, but I'm not sure if that's something that like he like minored in or if he had changed his mind at some point. So he moves on to his next college, goes there for a year. Really smart guy, does great, gets good grades, the whole shebang. It's annoying how like the really smart guys are always the assholes. Yeah, just an asshole though. You know, always wanted his own opinion to be right, even if it wasn't factual. And so um, then he would work to make sure that his opinion was right. Yep. Ugh. Yep, one of those guys. In 1953, he ended up taking a, a year off to soul search and meditate. So I'm going to say, and you know, there's no proof in this anywhere. He was probably doing some drugs. Not going to lie. Is there any other way a human with, can just sit still for 20 minutes? Yeah, with the way that he uh, came back, you know, he claimed that he had found enlightenment. He he knew the way, you know, the, the way to, to get you into heaven and so all So did he just, things. like, taught his happy ass up a mountain and just stay there for a while? Like, what happened? He just went off soul-searching throughout India. On whose dime? That shit costs money, dude. You know, and that's what I'm always thinking. You read these things, and it's like, how did they afford this? Like, it doesn't. It doesn't say they had a job. Like, it doesn't say. Did you have a savings doing... account? You have a sugar mama. You out there on the streets at night? Like, what's Maybe going on? Maybe his parents dude? felt guilty. His grandparents raised him, raised him, and gave him a bunch of money. I wish. <laughs> that's a dream, man. That's a dream. Okay. But yeah, so he took took a couple years for that. Ended up going back to school, and eventually, in uh, 1957, um, he got his master's in philosophy at Sagar University. I think I did get on that one. Ended up getting a job. He was um, not really a professor, but, like, more than a teaching assistant. Um, an assistant to a professor, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, he got the job, and his radical ideas and his behavioral issues... Made him lose that job shortly after that, not too long. Imagine being, like, an overworked fucking professor, and you finally, finally get them to give you an assistant, and the assistant they give you is this motherfucker. Fucking loco. Yep. Yep. And, of course, then he somehow gets another job as an actual professor at the University of Jabalpur. He was there for for quite a while. Anyways. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm sorry. I need more coffee. Um, so, okay, just to put into perspective a little bit, both Auntie Holly and I work overnights tonight. Holly works until 11 o'clock last night and probably had an hour fucking drive home. No, actually, I'm like three minutes this time. Oh, 60. that's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm making up for the other trainers training because they missed a day during training. Okay. But, um, so, like, Holly was out late last night and is now up. It's only, it's nine, nine o'clock in the morning right now. And so we we both worked the same schedule. So we both were up a little too late last night because of work. And now we're here and it's morning. And we've gotten very little sleep. And we have to go back to sleep so that we can work all night tonight. Life's great, guys. We we love you that much. Even though it took us three weeks to do this. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. It's the next one, it'll, it'll be out soon. It'll be out soon. Yeah. So he got a, a professor, an actual professor job at this university. While doing that, he was traveling through India. He was a motivational speaker, so to speak, motivating his own ideas to everybody around India. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so of course, you know, India is definitely very conservative. 
I would say, in, in ways, and I'm sure they didn't appreciate the, the radical ideas that he had, very unconventional. What kind um, of, like, what kind of stuff was he preaching, do we know? So, a whole bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of weird stuff. Um, Are we gonna get into that later? Oh, we're gonna get into that later. Okay, cool. In, like, like three minutes. Because, like, I have um, to. I had to fucking know, like, what this guy was about. Right. So, I mean, one of his first very radical ideas was that sex was a way to achieve super consciousness. Okay, so basically, like, putting you as close to the universe as it possibly can through having sex, mostly with him. Oh, mostly, with him specifically. With yeah, not, he was, with, not with partners who are just really good at getting you where you need to go, but it, just with him. Just with him, just with him, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I was, you almost had me. You almost had me. Super consciousness. Almost had me. If, if I had sex that made me that super conscious, I would then seek a doctor afterwards. Yeah, I wonder what drugs will give them to me. Okay. Fair. Um, consciousness is one thing. Super conscious is just is just asking for too much. Too much light in like, your bud. See, like, my, my, my thought process is, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you, can, if, you, if you can do a good job, if you can do a good job, then, yeah, I can see how that would make someone think that they've reached heaven. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't even, like, that was, like, the way to heaven was through these ways, but, like, the sexual was, like, the super consciousness was being so aware that like you you were more you were better like you were that much more above people because you had reached super consciousness we'll keep on yeah yeah <laughs> so as i said radical ideas and extremely unconventional you know yeah, this guy try, was just... con- try convincing that of- so in skipping through here going about like you know seven years here in the future he's been traveling around he's been teaching um, he's been attempting. He's been standing on a soapbox in the in the corner of that busy intersection, screaming yeah. at passersby and scaring the fuck out of their children. Probably naked. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, he, throughout his traveling through India, I mean, for, you know, seven years, he gained followers. There were people who, who believed and who experienced these things with him and thought that he was this this guy that would lead them into into heaven and showed them the right way. I'm not, I don't know a lot about, like... I mean, that's tough, though, because if they are, like, I again, I don't really understand the cultural dynamic of of this area in this time frame. Yeah, yeah. However, if they are conservative, like you say they are, it's not that hard to convince a bunch of, like, teens, early 20s... And that's that, exactly what it was. ...that um, sex is okay Yeah. if you follow me. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure, if you've been raised that, like, sex is going to ban you to hell, and then you are fi- you find out that this motherfucker is like, no, fam, no, 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 not only do you get to have a shit ton of it, I'll get you to heaven still, you're fine. You're fine, right? Hell yeah, you're gonna leave your conservative I mean, yeah. parents. Yeah, yeah, I would too. <laughs> I, I would too. I oh shit. Oh shit. Oh um, shit. That's a story for another day. But yeah, so, sex, you know, so that, you know, a lot of promiscuity, you know, I'm sure yeah. a lot of other things, drinking, things were drugs, involved. Drugs, lots of, drugs, lots of drugs. You know, those are things that you use to, to convince people Definitely to Definitely some STDs. You. you know, I'm sure there were original STDs. <gasps> um, <laughs> yes. Um, so 1964, mm-hmm. um, the cult begins. <laughs> this is when everything kind of, he gets this following. He start wearing matching outfits and saying catchy things like, thanks, see you next time. Thanks, see you later. Um, started recruiting what are later to be called the Rajnishis. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I want to be a Rajnishis, 
but that's what uh you know he took his last name and you know made them his his followers and they followed him and did a bunch of so original right um, a few more years go by, he eventually quits his job as a professor, mm-hmm. um, which I don't blame him. I'm not sure how he didn't get fired, given the fact that he's traveling through India and doing these things and still being a professor. Um, but it must have been a very, very laid back university. I was like, was he know? a professor on the weekends or was he a preacher on the weekends? Because, like, what? Yeah. So he was, he was doing both there for Dude, okay. a very oh, long no. time. But, like, imagine taking, like, a social studies class or, like, whatever, a religions class or whatever. With your professor. And then, you're on a date, walking through the park, and there's your professor standing in nothing but a man thong, on a box in the street, preaching about how sex is going to send you to heaven. Pretty cool professor, man. No! <laughs> That's okay. The answer is no. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not cool you're not down with that? No. No, okay. Nine weird stuff? No. Got it. Sorry, Kyle. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not into seeing my, my professors half-naked. No? No. Unless I did dream come true. I don't know who your professors are, but mine usually are pretty crusty. Mine were not. I don't want to know. <laughs> um, so, you know, he quits his job. He's opening up all these all these camps. You know, he's he's traveling more. He's going further. Going he's, for some kind of like camp, like like Hitler Youth Camp, or camp like Boy like, Scouts like, or Girl Scouts like of America. Like beginning of a commune camp. Oh, like hippies living in the park camp. Basically, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um. Eventually, he after getting so much attention for women, because you know, super consciousness, <laughs> sex with him. Um. He actually then got the nickname the Sex Guru. Um, I just, I hear that and all I can think of is, so you're telling me he was just really sweaty. Basically, like, yeah. That's all I can. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just went back to Adam Sandler in the movie. Um, and that was just such a, a horrible movie. Um, and that's all I can think about when I read that. I was like, oh God, well, I hope, really hope that it wasn't based off of this guy. What? The Sex Guru? It's a movie. Oh, with Adam, Adam Sandler, yeah, no, it's it's pretty horrific, I and I love Adam it. Sandler, and his all of his movies are good, except for that one. Huh. That was just like he must have there must have been a rough time in his life for him to make that movie. Well, That's how bad it was. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So early nineteen seventies come around. He started teaching what he called dynamic meditation. Um. This guy's now creating things. Um. Like what? Yeah. Oh, like just yeah. creating phrase. Okay, I was, I was like, I was like, no, just no, no. just creating all these sorts of meditations and ways of living life. So the way you and, said things, my brain was like, oh no, they didn't believe in birth control. Uh, no, probably not. Probably not. Uh, how many of his awkward like one night stand babies are out there in the world? I don't know. Probably a lot. Poor babies. Poor things. Poor um, Poor mamas. Imagine having to explain to your kid, yeah, I accidentally fell in love with this sex guru who was, like, preaching about using sex to get into heaven, and then you came along, and now I'm a suburban person who has a picket fence. So have fun with that information. That would suck. <laughs> that would really suck. To make it seem so bad. Just imagine knowing, though, that you're the product of your mom accidentally getting involved with a cult. Well, I'm sure she's probably still involved with the cult. 
And therefore, now that child is involved with the cult. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, she yep. talk. Let's figure out what these people do. Um, so he's making up meditations now. Yeah, so this dynamic meditation, he said it would make you feel like you were God. How, ma- how many drugs are involved? <laughs> All the drugs. Okay. All the drugs are involved. Okay, just burning weed in the corner of the room like an incense while snorting who knows what. Yep, basically. Cool. Smoking something. Who knows? But during this dynamic meditation, you know, it makes you feel, made you feel like you were God to accomplish anything, reaching that super consciousness. I can't, I can't keep, I can't go away from that super consciousness. Yeah. And this was, this idea became so renowned that people from the West, so from the United States were coming over here because they believed in what this, what this, what Rajneesh was teaching. We're glad where here is at this moment. Um, We're in India. Do we have a specific part of India? Oh, you know we do? You said it Coon. super Coon, India. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. he was somewhere else originally as a child, but he has now since migrated down to Pune. Yeah. Likely yeah. during his Because he was born travels. in Kuchwada. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so he was located in, in Pune, um, which is where they started, like, their first community there. Yeah. Um, started building. But, I mean, he had a lot of people from everywhere now. India, the United States, I'm sure... Other countries that were west of there, and they were all, you know, I mean, this was the 70s. Yeah. So what was happening love. in the 70s, the love movement was mm-hmm. happening. And it was happening everywhere in the world. Um, I mean, even the Beatles were in India for time in their in their career. Yeah, because they were um, doing tours and stuff up there? Well, no, most of they were just, they were there living. I mean, the, the culture there is very, and huh. I'm sure they were somewhat probably involved with this guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doubtful of that. Because um, I know that um, Ringo spent quite some time because the Beatles took a break mm-hmm. for like eight months, I believe, um, and they all kind of went off their separate ways a little bit, you know, just to take the time. Yeah, they ended up coming just back. On vacation or something. Yeah, I mean, they they came back and like their albums after that completely changed. Weird. They went from English the Beatles to like fucking hippies the Beatles, hmm. you know, and that's where you get all their kind of little bit weird music, kind of trippier music, and they experienced you know many of things i mean they were also doing lots and lots and lots of acid that's um, just what people did back then though yeah. like that was part of that was part of living and experimenting yeah. see back a, then when you did youth. drugs you didn't have to worry about someone trying to harm you i mean of course there were still bad drugs out there people have always been bad people well, you know but it was something that was normal Unfortunately, we have been um, sentenced to life in an informational era, and with that, we have the information of the harm, if that makes any sense. Like, back then, people were still getting used and abused. People were still getting, like, people were still cutting bad drugs with shit to make it cheaper. People were still, people were still doing all of those things that they're doing now. The only difference is, is now we know about it. Yeah. And now we know to fear it. I'm now sure. now we have better reporting systems. Now we know what's actually 90s. happening on. It was the 90s where they started uh, cutting shit. So, like, it's not necessarily that it was better back then. I think now we just are doomed to know that it's existing. We know, know that it's it. happening. Yeah. 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 And that same thing, like, people are losing their minds about how violent everything is. How, like, we're, we're living in the most violent time. No, we're not. We're not. We just are living in a time where we know about it. Yeah. We know about the violence that's going on. I mean, I mean, I don't know that. I'd say like the 13, 1400s, um, where they like 
you know, tortured people in dungeons. That that was a pretty violent time, guys. That was so, a pretty violent time. Un- unfortunately, it just feels like it's extraordinarily violent because now we're we so can aware. hear about it. Yeah, we're so aware of it. It takes it takes less than ten minutes for news of a terrorist attack to completely cover the world and everyone know about it. Yeah. Videos of it will be uploaded within seconds of it happening. And that has nothing to do with the fact that what we're going through now is any worse than what we were going through as people back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. It has everything to do with the fact that now we have the technology to share that information quickly. None of this technology has changed everything. And it's so close to 9-11, you said terrorist attack, and like my heart just like... Yep. Oh. Yep. Oh. I just, I just, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I know that, that one's hard for me. Yeah, I, get I love that. my country. Yeah. No, I like I vividly remember as a kid just sitting in front of the TV watching as they were lining people up and checking IDs. Yeah. And trying calling out names. I was, I was in, I was in school when they announced it and like they, they put it on the, on the news because we all had to go like back to our homerooms and like, yeah. At the time. I was in middle school. It was rough. I, I almost want to say, because I know I was home that day. I don't know why I was home that day. I don't know if I was home sick or if it was one of those weird... How old were you? Five? Six? Five? What year were you born? 96. Five. Because it was 2001. Yeah, so I was in kindergarten. And I know I was in kindergarten because so was Kyle. And Kyle, being in school in Ohio, they had to lock... Like, they had to lock down the school because there was that one was plane so that was heading towards... Pennsylvania. Yep. And it cracked. It was going to the, towards the Pentagon. Or yep. no. It, the Pentagon got hit. It was going towards D.C. Yes. And it, it, they crashed it. Oh, God, I can't. Okay, I got a little emotional. I'm sorry, guys. So, like, no, like, oh, uh, Kyle being a kid in school in Ohio, they sent his school into lockdown. I was in Ohio, too. Yeah, so your <laughs> so we school all probably went to lockdown. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Uh, I don't know about what, I don't know about your school or the, like, your guys' thing, but what he his school did was they lined them all up down the hallways. He was, like, 30 minutes away from me. Yep. Yeah. So you guys were... We're all right and there. And he was in elementary school, so it would have been like Glover, probably in the I think basement. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They they lined them all up along the walls of the I think the basement or like down the hallways of the basement or something like that. And they had to sit with their head crouched against oh, the wall. Oh, like a, that's a tornado drill. Yes. I know you guys don't do that out here. No, that's a tornado drill. Yes. So that's how he had. They had him put do. your head between your legs, get your ass goodbye. Yep. <laughs> well, well, like when I was a kid, we had to do a lot of active shooter stuff. Yeah. And I remember... We did some of those in high school. I remember being terrified because even as a small child, my legs were so long, I could never get them fully under my desk with me. Mm-hmm. And, like, gonna get shot. our school literally, like, would actually send someone around to, like, fuck with our doors and to smack on the windows. Yeah. Like, like at one point in time in elementary school, we had, we had somebody yelling at us, hey, help me open the door for a drill. Yeah. That'd make it weird. We were, I was a fifth grader or fourth grader for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this world is fucked. It's fucked. Why? Because we have that information now. Everything's changed in 9 11. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'll cry about that later, guys. I'm sorry. Because, like, I, I already teared up a little bit. That yeah. shit makes me real sad. Real sad. Um, it's tough. Yeah. Okay, so back to this crazy hippie guy. Yep. So, yeah, everyone's coming over, everyone's joining him. They eventually end up moving to Pune, India, where they, it's a, a, a shram. What is a shram? Um, basically like a commune. Okay. Yeah, the, their community that they build. So, oh, is shram a word that he... A shram. A shram? A shram. A shram. Yes. Yes. 
Is that something that he he built or decided on, or is that something that already exists outside of this? No, well, they they got there. Like they they got this land, and like they were gonna build this community. Okay. And then and, and that's where that's where the issues come up. Gotcha. Like is with is with trying to build in this community. But when everyone gets there, so like they get new Indian names. They're all renamed. You'll see them in like Sounds. orange and red clothing. Um, the power of the sun. So like very warm colors, dark purples, reds, oranges. This um, isn't the first religion to do that either, huh? Um, I mean, that's that's something that's pretty popular. Colors like have meant something, and that they Definitely. used to mean something. You know, like you wear black to a funeral. You yeah, know, the bride wears white mm-hmm. to a wedding because she's supposed to be pure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> That, that super consciousness you were trying to achieve, right? Yeah, I had to <laughs> had to find my way into heaven some other way, I guess. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, and within this commune, there was a lot of violent and sexual acts. So <sighs> those two things kind of correlated so together. So because sex is what's going to get you into heaven, you don't really have a choice in it now, do you? Yep. Yep, you're, you're part of the commune, and I mean, this is, this is what they it, do. If someone wants they're going to get it. Yeah, this is how you achieve super consciousness. This is your, your, your way to heaven. I hate the world. You know, you can you can be God. Here. Late 1970s come, you know, they've been in this commune for a couple years now. They're growing bigger and bigger and bigger. They need somewhere else. So they're trying to move, looking for bigger property, and India was like, no, nah, we're going to make this hard as fuck on you. Um, they were putting up all the, all the roadblocks, making them jump in and around hoops, set on fire, the whole shebang, trying to keep them from getting bigger. You know, this was yeah. something that, I mean, even the United States, like, there was there was communes here, of course. There's still communes here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and the government, of course, was probably not a very big fan, fan of that. Nope. You know, self-sufficient, you know, lived off the land. Not getting taxes mean, from them. Exactly. Also, also mainly, mainly that. Um you know, so imagine India, they were definitely not okay with this. Nope. Um, so come 1980, there's actually an attempted assassination on Rajneesh. Ooh, do we know who ordered it? No. Ah. Um, I'm sure it probably came from the government because I mean, they were so. trying to they were trying to put a stop to him. Yeah, there's unfortunately there's there's power in blind faith. Yeah, definitely. And so come 1981. They fled to the U.S. They decided to go to Oregon. Can't seem to remember the name of the town right now for some reason, but Bree will let you know next week. Um, will I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you do part two? Oh, I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you would. No. No. Okay. I have some info on that. Okay. Cool. And so, two thousand of the Rajneeshis, you know, went with him over to Oregon, um, and that's where they started to build the Rajneesh Forum, which then became the community there in Oregon, and man. They did some. They did some shit after that. Oh my gosh, I do. I did some basic like preliminary. Holy Jesus. Yeah. So and they were you know looking for the power. They wanted to be self sufficient, but they wanted to rule everything else around them. Yeah. Um, and spread their their ideas and their values, and they did not go about it the right way. Nope. Not about the right way. Um. So I mean, yeah. So that was him. I mean, that's just the first. You know what, 50 years of his life, and everything, the, I mean, 2,000 people following him from the complete opposite side of the world, and everything that he did to get there, and Mr. Love Guru, ladies man, super subconscious, super consciousness, whatever it's called. 
ridiculousness, basically. And, you know, this is always how it starts out. This is how cults start. Some you? dude, probably good-looking, sweet-talking. See, my brain... People. And, and maybe, maybe history class ruined this for me, but when I hear things about, like, like, big influence, lots of power, very sexually, like idolized my brain jumps straight to fucking Rasputin yeah and I'm just like in my mind this man has a long beard it's ugly it's tangled there's definitely some food in it his nails are definitely unclipped he's got some funky breath his like mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying like yeah. that right there that's what I'm picturing cult leader yeah. yeah like he's scrubby and like ugly and like like, like maybe, maybe if he shaved and took a shower and trimmed his nails and brushed his teeth, like, he could be a good-looking man, but he's idolized and therefore feels like he can do no wrong and therefore is not going to put any effort in and he's going to be nasty. He's going to be smelly. <laughs> Sweat. He's not going to wear any mm. shoes and his feet are always going to be black because all he does is just walk in the dirt and mud. <laughs> all right, things just got weird, guys. Dude, I just, no, I'm not with it. I'm not here no. for it. Mm-mm. Gross. All right, guys, so that was the beginning of, of his life. But Wagan, Shri, Rajneesh, that guy, that guy. So we'll be back As of right week. now, where we sit is he, he can't get any bigger in India, so he's going to America. Yep, yep. India didn't want him. They're going to try to get him out. But America's all too happy to have people who will pay for stuff. For now. For now. For now. In that in that time era. Till they go after him. In that time era. Yep. Yep. I can't believe he's already had an assassination attempt on him. Yeah. What did they do? How did they try to kill him? Try to shoot him, bro. What happened? They just they tried to shoot him and they missed. And then they just ran away like whoopsies. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know what happened after that. They probably got away. Didn't say. Mm, well, I mean, if the government is going to try and perform an assassination attempt, they're not going to let you know that they tried to perform an assassination I mean, yeah, attempt. Basically. So that's fair. Yeah. It's probably not very well documented. But, like, I'm just like, some guy runs up and be like, hey, how's it going? Can I get it out? Oh, there's a gun now. Like, <laughs> what, how do you do that? I mean, that's how they killed John Lennon. Truth. They basically just ran up and shot him. True. Yeah. Dead, dead. Damn. Yep. Or job like, I don't know. My favorite, and I know that, like, <laughs> there's something wrong with you if you have a favorite assassination story, but um, I just like how many ways the attempted assassination, or the assassination of Franz Ferdinand went wrong before it finally went right. <laughs> You know that story, right? No, I don't. Oh my god. So I had a fantastic history teacher in high school who made us reenact it. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Man. Are you going to reenact that for us? No. Oh, so I got a camera. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> but, um, because he was in a car in a parade. And, like, his route, his route was pretty well known. And there was, like, a group of people who were trying to assassinate him via bombs. Oh. And so, like, the first few people just couldn't quite get a clear shot, but, like, they tried. And then when they did things like jump off bridges to try and kill themselves, the bridge wasn't tall enough, so they just broke their legs. So then when they tried to eat their cyanide capsules, the cyanide capsules were old and bad, and so it didn't actually kill them. And so, like, like shit like 
the first one, they rolled it. On, they rolled the bomb onto the car, but the bomb didn't detonate fast enough, so it rolled out the other side of the car, and then as the car drives away, then it detonates. And so, like, it didn't actually hurt him. So, like, the, so, like, there's a huge, a huge, like, mosh posh of shit that goes down where they knew there was an assassination attempt happening and they had to take him off the route. And somehow, some way, one lucky ass motherfucker accidentally did it. Like, it was just so, like, convoluted. And all of their cyanide capsules were bad. So all of the people who tried to kill themselves didn't. Sucks. It's hilarious. It's like a nice little casual casualty. It's hilarious. Like, it's. I shouldn't. As a human being, I should not have enough a favorite assassination, but that one. That's pretty funny. I, I love how wrong it went. It, it upsets me that it did eventually go right because assassinate, the assassinations of Franz Ferdinand, his wife, and their unborn child resulted in World War One. unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, that definitely could have been. Would have been nice if it was avoided. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, super unfortunate and um, unnecessary that the wife and unborn child had to die. So that's bullshit. But again, that's it's his- that's, that's history. Yep. And if you don't yep. tell history the way it happened, then you're not doing anybody any justice. Fact. Fact. Yeah. Even if it's bad. Even if it's bad, we have to accept the fact that we as humans learn and evolve with time. And if we don't know what happened back then, we cannot ourselves learn and evolve from those mistakes. Yeah, but history's bound to repeat itself. Unfortunately. Yep. You know why? Because nobody pays attention in history class. <laughs> I love history class. I really did enjoy history, but I think I just got really lucky with a good string of history teachers and professors. Yeah, that makes a difference. My high school teacher was a really great teacher who did a lot of, like, hands-on activities. So, like I said, we reenacted that assassination. I know that because of him from my like junior year of high school yeah um there was another time when he got pizza boxes and made us march on the um football field and do hoplite warfare with pizza boxes and pvc pipes nice there was another time when we he stacked all our desks up as what are they called trenches and we fought against each other with balls of paper nice half the classroom had to wear pointy hats to <laughs> like those little like like folded hats that yeah we, yep yeah so nice. that was my high school teacher, and then my I had a college professor, Mr. Munson. Shout out to that guy; he's the best. I took I intentionally took three of his classes because I liked the way he taught. Hell yeah! And like, at one point in time, wrapped up the fan in his classroom in his jacket and carried it through the room to show, like, to prove his point, I guess, of the grace that Cleopatra used to present herself in a war room once, like. <laughs> Okay. She had herself wrapped up in a carpet and then presented the carpet to, was it Alexander or was it Caesar? Caesar? Caesar. No idea. It was Caesar, not Alexander. Don't, don't, I'm tired. Um, and then when Caesar opened it, here, like, unrolls a beautiful woman. She stands up and's like, hi, I'm Cleopatra. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, Damn, I mean, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> right? Do I get peach carpet? Probably. All right, dumb dumb. <laughs> it's a nice carpet, right? Oh well, yeah, hell yeah. But I'm sure, a lot of people died making that. But carpet. I guarantee you, if they had presented, I'm here to show you Cleopatra, they would have been like, mm-hmm, get out of here. But no, I'm here with a gift, with spoils, with a very fancy, very expensive rug. Yeah, sure, go right in. Yeah. Nothing, nothing conspicuous about a rug. Right. Oh, did she murder everyone? No. Oh. Yeah. 
Did she marry him? Yeah. 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 Well, we should have murdered them all. She got involved with him. Yeah, she's people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And then, uh, anyways. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we'll be next week to talk about Cleopatra some more. No. <laughs> No, um, I do have, I have one case that I've already done a decent amount of work on that is completely unrelated. Cool, cool. Um, and then I can probably do the research for episode two of this and we can get three episodes out. Yeah. Unless you want to do episode two, that's up to you. I do, I have a lot of, a lot of information on, on the second half. I mean, it sounds like you're on a roll. If you want to go for it, keep it going. The last thing I want to do is step on your toes and miss tell the story that you started. Yeah. They're like two separate sets. I was like, well, might as well do a two parts. Like they're two separate. Two separate events. Two yeah. separate events. Oh. I mean, like they're not, but like they are. You that's can fair. be told in two separate events. Yeah. That's so, fair. especially since I started like reading about like his life before, I was like, okay, we need to know about this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's a crazy little fucker. See, like, I don't know. Part of me feels just like, it's like, when the the one kid at high school that just can't fucking fit in goes yeah. off to the military, and then when they're in the military, they are good at what they fucking do. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, like, back where he was from, he wasn't, in his eyes probably, he wasn't appreciated, he wasn't understood, he kept getting fired from jobs, he kept getting passed from parent to parent, he kept yeah. getting sent from school to school, because yeah. no one appreciated him. Nobody understood him or his values. Well, now he's got a commune. These people appreciate him. These people understand him and want to know more about him and want to learn from him. And so he's got this God complex. And so traveling to the United States, he thinks he's made it. He thinks he's done it. Nothing's going to stop him now. Like, he's on a roll. This is his villain arc. I'm ready for it. Yep. Yep. Do sex. I mean... <laughs> Take a shower and make sure it's consensual, but sure. Sure. <laughs> Why not? No. I mean, like, my initial uh, like impression when you said that, I was like, well, sure. But then you actually explained, so no. no yeah. That doesn't sound like fun. No. 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 Nope, not at all. Yeah. Like, you almost, almost, like, Too yeah, much. I can get, I can get how having a good partner can make you think you found heaven. That's cool. That's cool. But when that partner has to be him, no, I'm out. No. Yep. Peace out, home slice. I'm done. No. Yep. Yep. And I don't think it started that way, but then I think it, it slowly evolved into that way of, like, oh, being with him is reaching that. So know. do you think that's something that he made, or is that something that these people decided on? Like, oh, it has to be you. I'm sure, I'm sure a little bit of both. A little bit of both, yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is the way. And it's like, oh, well, you're basically a god to us. You know, they did everything he said, everything he asked for. They, you know, built communities for him. Yeah. You know, they they tried to kill people for him. It's more annoying than a god complex. Yep, got that right. All right. I can't wait to have references from this that only you will get. Like, as of right now, I like to, uh, if people catch me talking shit at work, they'll call me out for it and be like, "Mm, that's not very, uh, core values of you. And my response is always, yeah, I stopped drinking the punch a while ago. Mm -hmm. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid forever ago. Also, I'm pissed off. It wasn't actually Kool-Aid. No. In Jonestown? Booster Booster. It wasn't Kool-Aid. It wasn't Kool-Aid? No. Oh, really? It was Flavor-Aid. 
Oh, rip off. Right? Cheap asses. I'm so pissed off. Maybe eventually we'll go around to doing the Jonestown Massacre, but, um, spoiler alert, they didn't kill everybody with Kool-Aid. They fucking killed everybody with Flavor Aid. The gross 99 cent store knockoff. That doesn't even cost 99 cents. It's like yeah, 15. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. It's sad. I'm pissy. Yeah. And it was in the, it was, I want to, I want to argue that it was the orange flavor. Like, I want to argue that their, the flavor aid that they used was all it was, orange. It was probably grape. As long as it wasn't lemon. I like lemon lime. <coughs> Stop dying. Lemon lime. Okay. Alrighty, well. That's it. That's thank that. you for putting up with our bullshit. Every time. And joining us on our casual crusade. I like it. You always say that. <laughs> as if it's something new. I've said it every time. I'm always tired when we do this. Yay! Yay! <laughs>